Today on CityCast Chicago, starting this weekend, you can learn the art of writing pasanka. That's a centuries-old Ukrainian tradition of decorating real eggs. They're beautifully designed in every color and style you can imagine, way more intricate than your average Easter egg. We first learned about this tradition last spring, and we're sharing it again as we mark the one-year anniversary of the war in Ukraine. It's Thursday, March 2nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago is talking about. Anna Chichula is a master Pasanka writer. She's teaching workshops at the Ukrainian National Museum starting Saturday. Anna, this tradition of Ukrainian Easter eggs, as Pasanka refers to, have been around for a very, very long time. Can you describe for me what exactly is Pasanka? It's culturally and spiritually tied to Ukrainians. Ukraine accepted Christianity in 988. And Pisanka, the plural of Pisanka, was practiced for hundreds of years prior to that. So culturally, we took what was ingrained with us and married that with our faith. And so it has become part of the Easter tradition, but it does have sort of its pagan roots. When you started plowing your field, you would start with a pisanka and you would end with a pisanka. It was a blessing. It was um, a talisman. It was a symbol. It is most succinctly a message, a prayer, what you send out into the world. The designs are as varied as the states that are, you know, the oblast in Ukraine. They're very intricate. They're very colorful. Uh, they're easily breakable because it's a, we hollow them out nowadays. You know, why do they refer to it as writing Pasanka versus painting or drawing or, or decorating it? I know that it mm -hmm. comes from the word to write, but, mm -hmm. but why was this considered writing versus, you know, maybe drawing? This has always had a message tied to it. So all of these things are, for as beautiful as regular Easter eggs are, and they can be decor, this is not decor. This is, you know, folk art that is an expression. And so it has just always been a form of writing. Some Pisankia are very simple in their look, uh, but very meaningful um, mm -hmm. in their message. Is it... Just sort of a rite of passage, everybody at some point learns to do it, or is it tied mm -hmm. to particular cultural practices like, you know, weddings, birthing ceremonies, people moving to a different country? Pisanke were ancient, and it was probably a rite of passage in spring. Mm. Um, we now tie it to Easter. Your mother teaches you sort of like this high holy week before Easter. You would have the eggs ready. Your mother would prepare the dyes. You would say a prayer, clear your mind, because you need to be able uh, to be in a positive space to write a pisanka. If you have angry feelings, it doesn't turn out well at all, just mm. like any art form. And then they became tied to our cultural identity. I imagine many times that, you know, how many generations ago did a Ukrainian woman related to me, you know, one of my ancestors, do this same thing? I mean, I feel so connected to the past. I feel so connected to the Ukrainian culture, to to the ancient culture. You know, you would give them as gifts. You know, you would give them as gifts at Easter time after they were blessed. You would give them as wedding gifts. You would give them as graduation gifts. There are people who buy my goose eggs or there's other artists who have ostrich eggs where if you, when you graduate college or you get your master's, you get a beautifully decorated ostrich egg. It's a very impressive thing. I know the curator at the museum, she received uh, Pisanka to take with her when she left Ukraine and came to the to America. So yeah. these are 
blessings. And each, you know, each thing has a, has a meaning. Um, the colors, you know, white is purity. Yellow is wisdom. Blue is, you know, blue sky magic, you know, uh, mm-hmm. blessings of all kinds. So all of those messages go with you. Older people sometimes get a black and white egg, um, really detailed, really beautiful, but they're more somber. You know, it's mm-hmm. a full life. You know, they're preparing to move on into the next step. Um, younger people get very bright eggs, red, yellows, bright green, uh, bright blue, because they're vibrant. When you were coming up and you would meet people immigrating from Ukraine, was that a tradition that you saw like sort of strongly recognized or was there a point where maybe not as many people were practicing it since it goes back so far? So um, my parents were uh, forced labor in Germany during World War II. They were in displaced persons camps for five years, a refugee camp um, after the war, and came to the United States. I grew up knowing that it was my responsibility as a Ukrainian to defend, protect, and continue all of these traditions because under the Soviet Union, it was important to be a good Soviet citizen and not necessarily have your cultural identity. Mm. So religion was was not was frowned upon. So here in the U.S., it was very important for us to maintain our, our identity. And when immigrants came after Ukrainians' independence, I was teaching classes to, for young kids at the Ukrainian Center in Palatine. Many young kids would come with their parents, and I was genuinely surprised that they had not had an experience of writing a Pisanka. So this was sort of um, a rebirth for them. And after Ukraine's independence, um, there was a resurgence of celebrating culture. Ukrainians were getting married in their traditional folk costumes uh, at the church and then having sort of like the white dress and the regular at the the reception. Mm -hmm. It was very important for them to sort of rediscover what had been lost and suppressed. And so... Maybe that's why now there's this big resurgence. People are participating in this. They're singing, they're performing, they're writing piss on care. They're doing things to sort of connect to that, to, to not be repressed, to not be um, limited. There's such a satisfaction. There's a Zen moment that happens when you start working on an egg that you lose track of time and you have no idea that it's three in the morning and you're still working on an egg and you're still um, doing touch-ups and then um, time just flies. Anna, can you walk me through the process of creating Pasanka? How do I go from grabbing an egg out of, you know, maybe a (laughs) carton in my refrigerator uh, Mm -hmm. to to getting a finished product? Can you kind of walk me through that from start to finish? I'd be happy to. So usually you just, if you're going to pick an egg, you have to make sure that it's not cracked, not lumpy, not bumpy. It's a nice shape. You should bring it to room temp. You're going to make sure that it's properly washed with vinegar and water because commercial eggs have sort of a film on it. Um, Then you will select your design. You do that with a pencil lightly. And you need dyes. They're aniline dyes. You buy them with a kit. You mix them with water and with vinegar, and then you get that set aside. Um, But basically the process is 
heating the kistka, the stylus that has a brass head with a funnel. And then you fill the back end of the kistka with beeswax. And the egg is white when you start, that's the design, most are. And whatever you write on the egg, when the egg is white, will remain white because you're capturing the color of the shell under the beeswax. So follow me, this is how it goes. You do the design in layers by color. First white, then maybe yellow, then maybe orange, getting darker and darker as you go. And then at the very end, you melt the wax off of the pisanka, and it's a great reveal. It's symbolic coming, you know, from the darkness into the light, you know, mm-hmm. from all, you know, from difficulty into beauty, you know, you melt all of that off. Then you got to waterproof your egg. The whole writing process can take anywhere from five to 60 hours of work, depending on the size of the egg and the complexity of the design. You can hollow it out afterwards. So you um, drill a hole and um, take the yolk out because you are working on raw eggs, not cooked eggs. So this um, entire because, time you've been mm-hmm. dying and beeswax and dying and beeswax, the yolk has been in the egg the entire time. You don't hollow it out before you start? You know, you can and some people do, but I find that um, I like the weight of the egg in my hand and sometimes the shell is so delicate. I have put like smooshed it in my hand. I put my thumb oh. through the egg. So that's like, it's a very delicate process. I got so it. for me, there's also a little bit of a legend that when you have a, a live egg, when you have a fertile egg, you know, there, there's more magic in it. You know, there's more meaning in it because you're, you're doing something that's a creative thing. You know, having done commissions for events and different museums, mm-hmm. are there any designs that you've done that really stick out in your mind over the years? So the one that sticks out the most for me, uh, and I do, I do enjoy it, is the one that I did for the Field Museum, Field Museum in cooperation with the Chicago Cultural Alliance, had a project, um, how Chicagoans survived COVID and their resilience. There is a design, the way that you divide the egg, it's called, um, 40 triangles. Mm-hmm. Technically, there are 48. But 40 triangles is sort of the name of the design. Each triangle, of course, means trinity. But each one, uh, when you write that egg, is a prayer. So if someone is going through some difficulty with health or with troubles in their family, or if they're just unhappy, you do 40 triangles because you focus on that individual. You're praying for them. You're meditating for them. You're sending them all of your love and good wishes. And so that's the, the layout that I picked for the egg that was going to be from the Ukrainian National Museum. And then there was Mother Goddess. So Mother Goddess is Betahenia. It was very stylized and it was important for me to have those little elements within those, within that egg. So there's nets, there's, you know, little crowns, there's all of those little things um, that tied into protection. So mm-hmm. that egg meant... Um, prayers for Ukraine, prayers for us here in Chicago, how, you know, our resilience, what we had to find within ourselves to make it through that really difficult time. And that Berehenia to protect us because we felt we were very vulnerable. And I didn't take it to a dark color. I wanted it to be a blue egg uh, as the background so that it would be as hopeful as possible. And so that, that egg is very meaningful. And it turned out that It's very meaningful for this time. 
Anna Chachula is an artist and teacher showcasing the beautiful work of Ukrainian Pasanka. Anna, thank you for joining us on CityCast Chicago. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Chicago Police Superintendent David Brown announced he is resigning effective March 16th. Brown was almost certain to be replaced after either Brandon Johnson or Paul Vallis is sworn in as mayor come May. Brown says he's returning to a job in Texas. It looks like snow is headed toward us Friday and could turn into one of the heaviest snowstorms of the season by the end of the day. I'm blaming Simone. If you don't know why, listen to our episode on Wednesday again. Quick sports corner. The Bulls are back on the court against the new look Phoenix Suns and Kevin Durant tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Saturday, the UC will be back to ice as the Hawks throw Chicago a little 186th birthday party. Though it will be without their three-time Stanley Cup champion Patrick Kane for the first time in 16 years as he was traded to the Rangers earlier this week. That same night, the Chicago Fire are kicking off their 2023 season against the New York City FC at Soldier Field. And some good news to get you through. In honor of next week's observance of Holi, the Hindu Festival of Colors, Navy Pier is hosting a celebration this Saturday from 1 to 5 p.m., including live music and dance. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Join us tomorrow as the City Cash Chicago team breaks down some stories from the week, including getting into the nitty-gritty from the election results. We'll talk to you then. Peace. I blame you, baloney. I blame you.